Stanotte amore non ho più pensato a te Ho aperto gli occhi per guardare intorno a me E intorno a me girava il mondo come sempre Gira il mondo, gira nello spazio senza fine Con gli amori appena nati, con gli amori già finiti con la gioia e col dolore della gente come me Un mondo Soltanto adesso io ti guardo Nel tuo silenzio io mi perdo E sono niente accanto a te I forgot what I called this. It's about it's about time. <laughs> Get your shit straight. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've not been sleeping lately, and I watched this movie last night, and I was very emotional. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Big surprise. This is the first movie review podcast that I have done that I did not take copious notes while I was watching the movie. One, because I couldn't see through my tears. And two, because (laughs) I know this movie so well because I love it that I just, like, didn't need to. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Well, tonight on this very special episode of It's About It's About Time, we will be discussing the 2013 motion picture About Time, written and directed by Richard Curtis, starring Domna Hall. (laughs) Dommel Gleason. Dommel? Dommel Gleason. Rachel McAdams and Bill Nighy. And joining us all tonight, uh, if you would like to introduce yourself a little bit, um, Jordan, welcome. Yeah. Hi, I'm Jordan. Uh, those in our group of friends might know me as the Bonster Girl on Twitter and Twitch. Um, I am a huge fan of this movie. And I saw Chris and Jeff talking about it on Twitter, and I got all indignant that they didn't invite me on the episode where they talked about it. (laughs) And then suddenly, this podcast uh, became a reality. So thank you so much for having me. Oh, thanks for coming. Alphabet Pizza got added because it's one of my favorite movies. (laughs) I think I I may have invited myself, I'm not sure. (laughs) Well, it would feel wrong to talk about it without you, so it's perfect that you're here. Wonderful. Yes. <laughs> and Chris yeah. is here, too. Yeah, yeah. I was just talking with Jeff. I just mentioned it on Twitter. I, I forget exactly how I mentioned or why I mentioned it, but I just started talking about it on, on Twitter when this happened. We were recording something, and Chris took a little little trip down memory lane of a motion picture he watched, and explained time travel to me and how it works <laughs> and then slowly slipped in that it was about a movie called about time and i couldn't tell if he was embarrassed for loving it or knowing so much about it <laughs> and it got me interested so i had to watch it and i did i do have to admit that i was surprised that chris genuinely liked this movie <laughs> <laughs> people kept thinking i was being sarcastic i was like no i love this movie <laughs> i'm so glad 
I never think people are being sarcastic because this movie is so good. Yes. Jordan, when did you first see this? Because I'll admit I watched it last night for the very first time. Okay. Um, this movie and I have a very interesting uh, origin story. So when it came out in 2013, I was a senior in college. And uh, we had a little dollar theater in our town um, where we obviously as college students we would go all the time because it's only a buck and you can see a movie and me and my best friend went and saw it in the dollar theater and i loved it i cried i loved it so much that the next night i went back and i watched it again no and then that night i went home and this movie it just it inspires like such a like zeal for life um and it made me like feel all the feelings and it made me want to do something and so um for those who don't know me i went to a very conservative christian college and became disillusioned with it while i was there but i for the first time that night got home from watching about time and i texted my upstore upstairs neighbor and i was like hey i just watched a movie do you want to make out (laughs) 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 and this is the the first time i had kissed like two people in my life at this point and uh this is the first time i ever like made out with someone who was virtually a stranger uh and he uh came down and we had an interesting time um it was fun though and it like so just so that uh is my backstory to (laughs) connected with this movie uh but it just like it makes me want to live every moment in the moment and it makes me want to like seize the day basically and so that's a my first experience with it is a great example of how that happens that is so nice (laughs) i do have a a question for you consider this like watch the movie and then listen to this because there can be spoilers of plenty yes that first that first day that you saw this movie and you decided to see it again, did you find a closet and squeeze your hands real hard? (laughs) And then the next morning, try to completely repeat the exact day and see the movie at the same time? Jordan's like, I need to save this dollar. (laughs) (laughs) No. uh, (laughs) I did very much wish, like, that I had this ability um, we should probably like preface the movie and give some, yeah. Um, ba- but definitely, like, if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't seen the movie and you have even the teeniest, tiniest little inkling that you might want to watch it, it's on Netflix and it has been on Netflix for years. So hopefully, it's not going anywhere. Um, please go watch it. It's very good and it will be good for your heart. And yes. So pause now, go watch it, and then come <laughs> back and, and listen to us talk about it and enjoy us talking about it. You can pause it, and if you don't have Netflix, send me your address, and I will send you the DVD. <laughs> I promise I will. <laughs> Just thought of a fun name for this, what this should have been called, Quantum <laughs> Love. Wow. This is a quantum leap. Thanks. we got it yeah just perfect for valentine's day weekend yeah yeah true also it's my birthday weekend 
I was going to say happy early birthday. Oh, <laughs> thanks, AP. Happy early birthday. So in a few hours. Yeah, it's almost my birthday. This is like the perfect way to spend my birthday. Podcasting with my friends about my favorite movie ever. <laughs> it's so gonna be exciting. your it's gonna be your birthday here an hour in oh, the really? future. Yeah. Cause I'm an mm-hmm. hour ahead of you guys. Nice. Just just think about how much cake you could eat if you could travel back in time. Oh my goodness. I really like the premise of this movie and uh in the group chat before this uh chris brought up a scene in particular that i do want to talk about um so can we uh i guess let's do backstory on it like ap what was your first experience with the movie i did I don't you really make out with any... anyone afterwards i mean i maybe made out with my <laughs> husband i don't know <laughs> No, nothing. There's nothing like a no crazy backstory. I just we just randomly watched it. And I was like, oh, there's some movie I haven't seen before. And then I watched it and I was like, like, holy shit, this is so good. And I was like, actually, maybe I saw it in the theater. I can't remember. I think this may have been the movie where I like went to the bathroom after I watched it like in the theater and I just was sitting there peeing and also crying again. <laughs> I th- I th- I'm pretty sure this is the same movie. Yeah. But it was just, it was such a nice surprise. And then now it's just become my, one of my favorites. Love it. Yeah. Chris. Uh, yeah. I remember when this movie came out, I had no interest in seeing it. And I was like, this looks boring. <laughs> and, and then for some reason, a few months ago, my roommate was like, Hey, do you want to watch this movie about time? And I was like, oh, okay, sure, whatever. And then we both loved it at the end. We were like, like I cried a little bit at the end. Because it's really, like, I didn't, if they would have been like, yeah, the movie's really about a, the love between a father and son, mm-hmm. I would have been like, oh, I could watch that. That's, that's two guys. That's two guys <laughs> hanging out. And that's kind of what I thought of, of the movie. That's really just the two guys hanging out who like spending time with each other. Yeah. Uh, I love that aspect of the movie. During COVID, I have not been able to watch anything depressing or big action stuff. And I just want to watch something nice, which has led me to watch Columbo, a show about <laughs> detective solving murders and anything British and it's British competition <laughs> shows, British anything because it just seems nicer. Yes. And this movie to me was just so nice. Mm-hmm. And usually when you watch something nice and cheerful, something very bad is going to happen because it has to. And it does a little bit in this movie, but still it was just nice. And it was about love and life and such a great needed movie. And I am glad everyone was talking about it. I, I'm really surprised that most people that I mentioned this movie to have never even heard of it. It's really strange to me. So I always like tell as many people as I can because it's, like it's like this little treasure that people don't know about. Well, and especially because the, the director, the other movie that he wrote and directed is love actually yeah it's which like everyone's obsessed with which like yeah. yes because it's the same types of themes it's mm-hmm. the like observing life and all the different types of relationships and like all the different types of love that you experience mm-hmm. 
And I think that About Time even does a little bit better job of like making it that like message succinct, right? Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. It's Is wonderful. Bill Nighy in every single British movie ever made? <laughs> I think he works with this director a lot. Uh-huh. Oh, he but was he in was... Love Actually. He's saying yeah. Yeah. he was the musician. Mm-hmm. But he is also in like a lot of things. But isn't that like a joke that there are like four British actors? <laughs> and so it's just like the same dudes and everything. Um, you he know why? Harry Potter. Because the BBC produces so much of it. Oh. Uh, I was going to say that it's uh, acting. I guess it's kind of the same here. But in general, like it's like kind of an elitist thing over there where it's like to be like considered an actor, you have to go to like this top act and you're like 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 they all come from this like one or two schools and they're all from rich families and they're like 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 people like all right well what do you want to be you want to be a lawyer you want to be a famous actor like you you get to pick (laughs) and and that's all of these guys like uh, dom domnall he's um (laughs) uh son of a famous british guy uh brendan gleason it's like these are all like royalty type guys but yeah, that's that my makes economics, sense. economics perspective. My class, <laughs> my class consciousness pers- pers- perspective. But also, yes, the BBC is also like a monolith. They do a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, so can I give like a little background on the movie? Or Jeff, were you planning on doing that? Oh, no, I'm the newbie. So I want everyone to fill me and I'm, I'm <laughs> brand new to About Time. Gorgeous. Am I going to watch it again? Yes, I am. Yay! Everyone feel free to say whatever well, they want. Quite the endorsement. Okay, so quick little rundown. I mean, at this point, if you haven't paused the podcast and you'll watch the movie, <laughs> you're disobeying orders, and I'm going to bust down your door like the Kool-Aid man. And wait, he doesn't go through the door. Oh, no, this metaphor is... Uh, okay, but so about time, the premise is that they're otherwise a very ordinary family. They have, you know, their little rhythms that they're always, you know, having tea on the beach by their little house and um, not a lot like um, does anything to kind of upset the balance. And then the the older brother in this family is told by his father on his 20 in his 21st year that the men in this family have the ability to travel back in time. But they're, but the catch is they can only travel back in their own timeline. So they can go back to a place that they can remember, but they can't like go back and kill Hitler or whatever. And so the, the dad and the son, and they're having this conversation after the son realizes, wow, this is real and I can do this. And, and they're talking about like, what are you going to use it for? What are you going to do with it? And... So then he's talking about like, well, the obvious is, you know, use it to get money. And his father like loves him and is like helping to guide him through. And it's like, well, your your grandfather like went for money and he was absolutely miserable. You know, like, don't do that or whatever. And then eventually Donald Gleason's character, Tim, settles on, well, it would be nice if it could help me get a girlfriend. <laughs> um, so that's kind of their start. Then we follow kind of the whole life path of Tim and how he uses it to, you know, find his wife and um, how he uses it to help his sister and how he uses it to connect with his father and how, you know, he uses it um, as a dad 
also. Um, and it's just like, it just is a display of all the different types of love that you experience as a person. So that's kind of my synopsis. How they do. <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so overall, I think we've all said that we enjoyed the movie. Does anyone want to talk about any like specific scenes or parts or how do we want to do this? Uh, I think everyone could just say their favorite part of the movie. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can pick a specific favorite part, but the um, the day of the, the funeral, the dad's funeral, the scene where the Nick Cave song starts playing, like oh, destroys boy. me. <laughs> and like, I've seen this movie so many times. So like, I know <laughs> what's going to be happening, you know? Yeah. And it, like, I will cry, like, ten minutes leading up to it, because I know it's coming. <laughs> yes. Me too. And it's, yeah, it's not necessarily my favorite, but it, it really, um, it really destroys me every single time. And I've seen this movie, I don't even know how many times. <laughs> I've gotten to the point where, like, I will start to, like, tear up with joy at the happy bits. Yeah. And then just, like completely lose it at the like sad (laughs) parts Mm -hmm. um but i really love the whole um interaction with rachel mcadams uh the wife what is the wife's name mary Mary. um yeah so he first um domel gleason tim first meets mary at this funny interaction where he and his friend go to this restaurant where they're uh, where only blind people work there. And so it's like mm-hmm. totally in the dark. And they meet these girls and they're having a great time. And Tim like finds this woman and he's like, wow. Like he's like totally infatuated with her. But then he realizes or he gets home after that. And the playwright that he lives with, his play is like totally tanked because one of the actors totally like fucked up and forgot his lines. And so then Tim sacrifices this awesome like meet cute that he had to go back in time and help his friend. Um, so that's like, you know, an example of like a friend love thing. But then oh, he's I like, just got that all. What you just said <laughs> makes so much sense now that I'm thinking about it. It's all the different loves. Yeah. I wondered if he had a pet. <laughs> I can't remember if he had a pet in the. I, don't think pet. Any... I think that might be the only yeah. love example that we do, we don't have. Well, um, in about time too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, perfect. <laughs> um, so he does that, and so then it's like he has learned that Mary is obsessed with Kate Moss, and so he goes to a Kate Moss exhibit and just like waits around and hopes that she'll show up and that he can like meet her again. And so then he meets her for a second time, but something, but between the times she has already gotten a boyfriend. So then he's like, ah, crap, (laughs) I got to find a different time to go meet her because I missed it this time. Um, And so then he like goes back in, in time and shows up at the party where she met this boyfriend and um, scoops her up is like totally um it i mean it's really cute because it is showing like him using his powers to you know like not like (laughs) when he trips over his words or does something just like totally embarrassing he's like hold on and he just leaves and then he like comes back and does it again it's very cute it's it's really cute um and so he like sweeps her off her feet and they start dating and it's so sweet and 
I I really love that because it is the kind of the foundation of like this is what he is using his powers for you know like he wanted to use his powers to find a girlfriend or whatever and like fall in love but then also that's not all that he uses them for right he's using them to take care of other people so i think now is a good time for chris to talk about the scene that he was talking about before (laughs) oh um the this is the where you know the uh dom dominic has really got uh the love of his life he's he has this disinfatuation with Margot Robbie, Robbie, uh, <laughs> who is uh, Harley Quinn. Famously, Jeff uh, knows that. Uh, I was I was pleasantly surprised, <laughs> and uh, I was like, "Oh!" <laughs> <laughs> so they were like friends in their youth or something, and they were meeting years later. They ran into each other, but Donald Gleason's already dating Mary. He's already been dating, but he gets the chance to sleep with Margot Robbie and then it doesn't matter like because you know that he can just go back in time and not have done it so he he could have the best of both worlds he realized that and he's like no I love my wife my soon-to-be wife and so essentially like the big like the big plot point is like I didn't fuck her I didn't fuck her <laughs> like just like running home he's like I didn't do it I could and I totally could have I could I could have just so you know, I could have fucked her. I, I am. Uh, I don't always laugh out loud at things, but when he proposes to her and he's like, "I need to go turn the radio down," and he goes out, yeah. and there's like a five-piece band just waiting. I <laughs> lost it. That was wonderful. That's so cute. It was really cute. I can tell you my two favorite parts, both comedic and. Uh, drama parts um i said that sentence very well dramatic <laughs> parts the wedding day when he decided to pick out his best man yes and i have got to be a best man and it is the most stressful job you can ever have and he goes through i believe four best men yes yeah with results that are horrible and terrifying does he have to go back all the way to the point where he asked them and then just repeats his life back up until the point of his wedding? No, he can jump back forward. Oh, so okay. So he can go back to that night where he decided to pick Rory and pick a different one and then jump back forward and the change will have been made. Yeah, okay. so he wouldn't necessarily have to like go through every minute of the time in between. Yeah. Okay. I, I was a little confused with like what he would actually change, like a butterfly effect situation. Yeah. I mean, theoretically, it could change a bunch of things, and there that is part of the plot uh, as well. Is a twist we learn later on. The dramatic sad part where I cried. Uh, this is my touching sad story. I didn't really have a father growing up, so I am mm-hmm. very strangely affected by any kind of father-son relationships in movies and television shows. Uh, Even to the point where (laughs) in The Mandalorian, I was very upset with Baby Yoda and The Mandalorian. (laughs) (laughs) His his father is, is dying of cancer, and he will continue to go back in time to visit him. 
up until a point he can't. And that was so heartbreaking that I couldn't deal with it. And that is the point where I had to pause the movie for a few seconds. And I feel like if I saw this in the theater, I probably would have had to <laughs> cover my face or get up and, it's a lot. and he said, have a bathroom pee cry. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's very heavy. It's, it is so touching the like the the fact that so they the twist with the powers is that your children once you start having children if you go back before the child was born when you go back forward again the child will be different so basically everything up until your child is born can will be locked in time and so Donald Gleason him and uh, Tim and Mary have two kids, and then Mary wants a third kid after Bill Nighy has passed. Um, and so that's what leads to this, like, this big um, emotional, like, it's the night that he's about to have his third child, and it's, like, so exciting. And he jumps back in time to say goodbye to his dad again. <laughs> and it's, like, you, to think about it, like, so he jumped back in time the day of his dad's funeral and talked to his dad about his dad's funeral. And, um, you know, he was, it's really interesting because like, so, I mean, I think so many of us would love to be able to talk to our loved ones and help, like have our loved ones help us process our feelings about them as things mm -hmm. happen, you know? Yeah. And that is just like such a cool gift that, Tim has that a lot of us don't um, and I think that that is very cathartic to think about and to to see um, and the the Bill Nye's like final wish is that he and Tim will go back to when Tim was like a little kid and do one of their like walks on the beach that they used to do all the time um, yeah. as their like final act together and it's just like, it's very powerful. What brought this up is that Tim went back in time to fix something, came back home and found that his daughter was now a son. And the father explained that it wasn't the same sperm. <laughs> you might have yeah. made, we yeah. loved your wife one second later and out of the billions of sperms that one had to connect to the egg and didn't because of something you did and he lost his daughter and said nope <laughs> therefore he lost the son that was created but he wanted his daughter more <laughs> and yeah. that kind of set him straight and that was pretty shocking and that's just kind of what led to it where you can change things but there will be ramifications yeah was anyone else confused by that though a little bit i was like how did he make sure to go back and get the exact daughter yet i, I that, that well get. so basically he i believe that what it is is he goes back before he tells kit kat so his his sister Catherine, katie he calls her kit kat the whole the whole movie she is in a terrible accident because she's in a terrible relationship and it led to her drunk driving and so tim who has his entire life or since he was found out about his powers, has been using them to try and fix everyone's problems, right? So he tells Kit Kat about it, 
um, about his ability. And he actually takes her back in time and like gives her the opportunity to do it all differently. But when they come back, that's when he realizes that his daughter Posey is gone. Um, so, but basically he just goes back and doesn't do that. He doesn't change Kit Kat's life because that had too many like other ramifications. And he realized that even though he has this gift, he can't fix everything. Yeah. So it was kind of just like a reset to how it was. Yeah, it just reset it back to before he messed it up. And that what she was going through, she pretty much had to fix on her own. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense or does that sound too harsh? No, she had to learn no. the lessons herself. And like her brother was still able to like, you know, help her, nudge her in the right direction. But that's like, that's a an example it's our movie's example of sibling love, right? Like you, when you're in kind of like a more mentory relationship with like a little brother or sister or something like that, you want to be able to protect them from their own choices. But obviously we can't, like you have to let other people, you know, make their own mistakes and you can be there, you know, to help them pick up the pieces, but there's only so much that we can do because we're not them. Do you think he's going to have to have this conversation with his own son? Absolutely. Not that it was only passed on through the mails, but you know, <laughs> I wonder who wrote this. Well, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's like, it's taught to him, right? Like his dad taught him and it's been passed down from male to male. Does he ever, does he ever tell Mary about his powers? I mean, I don't think it's really brought up in the movie. No, he doesn't. I think the only person he's ever told was, was Kit, Kit Kat, Kat, and then I think he undid that. I think he undid. Oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah, and he could travel back with someone as long as they were touching. Yes. So he only traveled back with two people: Kit Kat and his dad, who also has the ability. I think if you told someone you had those powers, they, they would, would make want you to take, take them. Yes. Of- yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You would want to fix every single tiny mistake you've ever had in your life, from burning a dinner to anything. I have an important question to ask everyone. I'll start with Chris, because (laughs) I'd like to. Uh, If you could travel back in time, what would you be doing? I'd probably, the most important thing would be to, you know, gamble. (laughs) To just know who won, and then to be able to be like, here you go, I'm now a millionaire. Most of my mm. problems would be solved, I think, that way. So that's, that's probably what I would do. Money money changes everything, for sure. Yeah, I would I would look for love, but I would play the lotto first. <laughs> that would, yeah. That would be a lot yeah, finding love I mean, as a rich no man. Rules, <laughs> there's no rules against doing both. I would go back in time, get the lotto numbers, and marry Margot Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's the that's the story that or that's the lesson that Margot Robbie's like summer at Tim and Kit Kat's house taught him, though, is that like even if you can time travel and like make it the perfect arrangement, you still can't make someone fall in love with you. Like that's got to be there already. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like scenes like that and like the baby, I felt like this movie kept playing like just on the periphery of. Where I, I could see it just becoming a total horror movie. And like, oh, yeah. at multiple points where it's just like, man, if they just tweak this slightly, this would be one of the scariest movie, like movie, like 
a man who just has complete and total power over time would be essentially a god like he's like he's like a mini god almost mm-hmm. okay. and uh and uh, the movie just doesn't like doesn't want to ever touch its sci-fi stuff or anything other than being cute but really it's very frightening that this man has that much power it's true and i think that's why the the scene the second scene with Margot robbie where she uh where like she invites him in and he you know it really it points very jaggedly it points to the audience like he could do this and then it never happens right and then he just has this memory um and like he could totally like take advantage of his powers but it's like showing us the moral standing that tim has and like what his real motivations are because it's not just like banging hot chicks right like he wants to be with the love of his life and so like being in that situation yeah i would think that if your son was a complete and total bastard you would not tell him what he could do <laughs> with the oh time. that's oh, interesting. a good point oh yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. chris if you were my son <laughs> you'd be you would probably be doing the world a favor <laughs> what would you do if you could travel through time oh i have i really honestly don't have an answer for this question ride a dinosaur probably you could not with these rules oh yeah Yeah, couldn't in this universe it's quantum leap rules i don't know i really (laughs) i really don't know i always tell i always tell jared that i really should have been like really active in the rave scene in like the 90s <laughs> so i probably i love it <laughs> i think that's what i would do also it probably says a lot about me because i i like wasn't thinking past like the time when i was like born <laughs> so i love it i don't know i really don't know just me doing a lot of ecstasy in the 90s (laughs) well that's my answer now too (laughs) yes (laughs) wait wait but i was a i was like i was born in 92 so (laughs) i would be a seven-year-old doing a okay maybe not um you'd be like that gif of the kid dancing in the club (laughs) yes um No, it's this is like it can actually end up being like a deeply personal question. But if I like could go back in my own timeline, I probably would have gone to school for something different because I ended up hating teaching so much. Mm-hmm. But also like I got some good years with like students that I love. So it's like it's hard to kind of trade off, you know, like the the experiences and like the people that you met along the way. When you're thinking about that, like what would you have done differently, kind of thing. Yeah, so. I'm a firm. I'm a firm believer in like a lot of bad shit happens, but if you would go back in time and change that, everything that happened afterwards, all the people you would meet, it probably wouldn't be worth it. Yeah, I've had yeah. bad jobs, but I've met some good people, and it's like, oh well, I should have had a little bit more college in me. <laughs> I'd be in a better, but I wouldn't be here with all of you right now recording a podcast <laughs> about about time. Exactly. I think that, I think that, and that's also the point, you know, of the movie is that he, and he says it very much more eloquently than I'm going to be able to paraphrase here, but um, his dad taught him before, like at their last meeting, I guess what the, what the, um, 
the secret was to living a life full of happiness is live your live your day out with all the like worries and stress and then go back um to the start and live the day again knowing what to expect and this time instead of being worried and stressed you know you're going to get through it and so just acknowledge like how beautiful the world is and how good the people are and like just enjoy the world right Mm -hmm. and so at the end tim takes it a step further and he doesn't even use his powers anymore because he has learned to just appreciate life as it comes by the first time and so it like kind of gives you hope that we too can practice to appreciating life as it comes by I think you said that perfectly eloquently. Yes. And I'm well, surprised I was able to say that word correctly. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah, just a, just an overarching theme of the movie is to um like find joy in in the everyday and shit sucks a lot but there's always some good somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can I can I ask you guys a question about that though? About uh, I felt a little bit more critical of this movie the second time watching, and I think mm-hmm. that's one of like one of the reasons is that uh, I, I think going back to the money thing, you these people seem like like they're already upper class because they mm-hmm. go back and like they live in this huge house and they met, like like the dad retired at fifty and they kind of like. Are like this upper crusty uh, family, and they never really like 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 Tim as a job lawyering. It's not really explained like what any of them really do. Like they just kind of have like thing that gets them money, and they have like a like they 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 seem to never worry about money. And I think a lot of the joy, like 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 part of this movie is like if you are upper class, enjoy your life every day. It's kind of what I got the second time watching it. It's true. I mean, definitely they are a comfortable family. There's points where, like, I mean, the movie starts when Tim is 21. So, like, and they mentioned, I actually noticed this time that, like, they mentioned it was, like, three years later or something when he ran into Margot Robbie again. So he was only, like, 24 or 25 when he was... um, like proposing to his wife so like they're like young people and they definitely have con- comfortable lives but they are going through some of those like growing pains like they mentioned moving into a house that is bigger than they can afford and and stuff like that but it definitely is they're not struggling <laughs> yeah um at any point which is hard because a lot of media doesn't really portray that or if they do they it doesn't portray it well chris would you write about time too that is just a lower middle class or poor person that could be a love story or would this be gambling (laughs) (laughs) no i would love to see that but i think i think for most anybody i think if they had these kinds of powers they would use it to even if love was a top priority for for them if they were lower class or very poor they would first try Mm -hmm. to enrich themselves so and then try to find love. I, I think you would almost have to. Not that you can't find love poor, but it uh, it doesn't make it easy. Yeah. We have to remember that it is like a generational thing. So, like, I'm sure that Bill Nighy and his wife were living in, like, the family home, mm-hmm. right? In the, like, on the coast in, in 
the UK. So it's it is like they they and his like they mentioned that the uh Tim's grandpa did use the powers to go after money. So it's like they kind of pointed out like this isn't that story. We're not showing like someone who doesn't have anything and they're trying to crawl out of that, right? We're we're showing someone who kind of is this like pure of heart person who um you know has one goal in mind and doesn't think he's ever going to like fall in love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I definitely see what you're saying. Yeah, and it could also be like because of the grandfather's decisions like why they are more well off, you know. Not that that's necessarily a good thing, but you know. Yeah, for sure. Like what he left behind the rest yeah. of the family gets to benefit for from, yeah. you know. Yep. What I liked about Bill Nye's character is how he used his time. It mentioned that like he he used his time to like sit around and read anything that he could possibly want to read. He would just go back in time and like keep reading. So nice. <laughs> I know, I love it. <laughs> so nice. Yeah. There is a good chance at the end of that movie Bill Nye was at least 700 years old. <laughs> and he spent about 300 of those just reading books. Easily. I really Chris, is a train coming? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh my my roommate's watching the new Fred Hampton movie. Oh. But it's uh it's <laughs> the TV's right there <laughs> by my wall, so yeah, it's, I, for some reason it must be really loud in this part. Oh, I thought you were possibly <laughs> at a train station waiting for your true love. <laughs> yeah, where is she? Is maybe it's the train. <laughs> Oh, can we talk about the setting of this movie? I absolutely love. They have like a montage where they're like going using the underground and like it just like is a montage of like how life happens and they're just they're going about their life. Like they every day they like go down in the tube together and then like come meet back up and it's it just is so cute. What's that song that they play? Oh, I can't remember right now. Uh, they played the Killers at the very beginning. I remember that. They do. They they played a few songs that really stuck out. Um, there was the Killers. There was the Nick Cave song, and ben there was Fold's a couple song. instrumentals of Ben Folds, mm-hmm. including the Luckiest, which did make me tear up a little bit. That I believe <laughs> they played at my brother and his wife's wedding. <laughs> It's like, oh boy. Oh, I wonder if she listened to this song or this movie and it's like, well, we're playing that at the wedding. Okay, I was definitely like surfing for which song from this movie should I play at my wedding? <laughs> <laughs> the Nick Cave one. So oh. everyone. I'll lose it. <laughs> was the song he played at the wedding the record that he found at his father's? Yes. I wish I could remember the name of that. Um, I don't remember the name of the person, but the song is called El Mondo. Would you like to sing a little bit of that for us? No. That's all I know. Okay. Um, but that's so sweet. The Mary walks down the aisle to that song, which Tim had requested, but she said no to initially, and then she like changed her mind and made it a little surprise for him that's like one of the things that gets me all teared up because mm-hmm. you know they're just like 
looking at each other as they come down the aisle, and it's just so cute. I think I, of a traditional wedding in England, they would have a an organ, but them whipping out a Sony boombox is pretty sweet. <laughs> I love it. Chris, what killer song will you be playing at your wedding? <laughs> Uh, Mr. Brightside is always a great one. Probably, <laughs> probably uh, that one, even though that's in the film. Isn't that about cheating? Oh, is it? Is yeah. It? Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, best one. yeah, Maybe. I'm like, I'm a cuck, everyone. This is, this is I love, I wish I was the guy getting cucked. Maybe you should go with the instrumental version. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who's Jenny? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I would go with the Are We Human or Are We Dancers? That would be a classic. (laughs) Um, I looked up this movie on Rotten Tomatoes, and guess what the the rating is, the percentage? Am I going to be mad? Just guess. Uh, 98. No. I'm going to say 85. 69. Nice. Yes. Nice. 69%. Hold on. I'll be right back. (laughs) Check it again. Hey, look it up. (laughs) Jeff, did you just kill 157 nerds on the internet that need to share their movie opinions? (laughs) Did you just completely destroy the website, uh, Oh, crap. What is that called? Rotten Tomatoes? No, it's the film rating website, Letterboxd. IMDb. Oh, oh Letterboxd. Yeah. yeah, I've destroyed all, all movie reviews. <laughs> I don't like Rotten Tomatoes reviews. It comes back and it's like rotting tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> also in my um my Googling, I found that Zoe Deschanel was supposed to be, she was originally cast for the role of Mary. And then something happened with scheduling and she couldn't. And yeah. I'm glad that didn't happen. I'm so glad that didn't happen. Yes. I I think of all the winking at the camera that we could have had to experience. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure she would have done an excellent job, but I can't imagine anyone else in that role. Yeah. I I think Rachel McAdams did an amazing job. Do you want to know the first thing I looked up when this movie was done? Hmm. Are they married in real life? Oh. <laughs> I, I thought that everyone in this movie, I do not care about award shows. I think they're terrible. I think everyone should get participation medals for movies and shows. But I thought the <laughs> acting do, in this yeah. movie was so perfect. And they seem so genuinely in love that I just knew those two had to have gotten married after the movie was done. And- <laughs> don't think it worked out that way oh. <laughs> but someday I, maybe they'll get divorced and get remarried or they'll marry each other and everything will be fine and they'll <laughs> play the killers at their wedding <laughs> yes <laughs> perfect full circle this is the this is the third um romantic time travel movie that rachel mcadams has been in which is funny this was the third mm-hmm. what okay so the time travels time traveler's wife right yeah was I, one. I knew about that one and then uh-huh. just tonight i found out that she was in i think it was um uh midnight in paris or something like that oh. owen wilson's in it 
which I, yes. I've never seen this. I, I'm not familiar with I it, have but. seen that. I didn't even think about that being a time travel movie, but it totally is. Yeah. Wait, she was in the time traveler's wife? Yeah, she yeah, was she the was wife. The, <laughs> she was the titular <laughs> time traveler's wife. Yeah. Oh, my God. Those are I confused those two movies because there was three movies that I was looking up, and it was Time Traveler's Wife, and she looked familiar. And then it was the Justin Timberlake movie because I think someone made a joke about it. But yes. wow, she is she's doing the trifecta of time travel movies. Mm-hmm. That's and amazing. I would, and I would say her character is kind of it's a little bit similar in Time Traveler's Wife, also. So it's Does very she confusing. ever go back in time in any of those movies though? Her, herself? Not Time Traveler's Wife, but I haven't seen the other movie. Chris, only dudes can do it, man. Yeah, 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 it sounds like I genuinely it. think it's, thing. it's only the male protagonist in all three films. Yeah, thanks yeah. a lot for ruining it, Doctor Who. <laughs> Does anyone have any final thoughts on the movie? How they would recommend it to other people? Yes. I just try to force it upon everybody. I know. <laughs> Me too. Have you ever bought copies of DVDs or Blu-rays and like gifted them to someone? I I haven't, but. I also, I, I feel like I know who will appreciate it and who won't. And like the people who have recommended it to have really loved it. And it makes me feel really good <laughs> because they, they super love it. But yeah. Do you think I would have loved it since I think the height of cinema is Aquaman? <laughs> yeah, I knew that you would love it. <laughs> I 100% knew that you would love it. <laughs> yep. Well, oh. if I had known that it had gotten a 69 on Rotten Tomatoes, there are, there's a totally different pool of people who I now can recommend it to. <laughs> um, no, honestly, um, I have had the conversations about this movie with um, people who I would not have expected to like it who were still like deeply emotionally touched by it. And so at this point, I recommend it to everyone. If you haven't, pause this podcast, go watch the movie. Yes. Um, <laughs> no, but seriously, I, I think everyone should watch it. I think you should share it with your friends. I think you should make out with the hot guy who lives upstairs <laughs> afterwards. Um, if that's okay, a responsible fine. thing for you to do. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not during COVID, but you know, other times. <laughs> Chris, get over uh, but... here. We're wearing our masks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <Solution I'll>... Masks. <laughs> um, but yeah, I do. I recommend it. And I think it's going to make you feel like you should seize every day and fully appreciate your life. In these very dumb, very dumb times right now, it's just such a nice, nice little escape. And a nice watch. I would highly recommend it for anyone. And if you're afraid to cry, watch it alone in your room. Because <laughs> you'll probably shed a tear or two. I think that it is just as good a watch alone as it is um, up with people. Like, you know, yeah. some things you just got to watch with people. Like Napoleon Dynamite, mm-hmm. not funny by myself, hilarious with a group. Mm-hmm. Everyone else understands that example. Yeah, I miss <laughs> that. I miss that about movies so much. I know sometimes people will say how annoying movies are. There's some idiot on their cell phone, but there's, there's nothing like seeing a movie with a crowd and the reactions of people and everything. It's like watching a horror movie by yourself. It's not the same 
Tim is having a whole bunch of people jump and scream at the same time. Or That's sitting really in a theater full of people all crying <laughs> while watching about time. Everyone politely not looking at each other as he <laughs> all of our faces. <laughs> that kind of reminds me, and this is, has absolutely nothing to do with this movie, but um, one of my friends, it's my husband's best friend and also a close friend of mine, um, this was like before we were pretty close. I we were watching a movie together, us three, and he had told me before that he was like a crier at movies, and mm-hmm. but he's like very like he's always sarcastic and he's like never serious like and whatever. So we're watching this movie, and he starts like making like some noises, and I look over and like <laughs> I thought that he was like. It was a sad part in the movie, but I thought that he was, like, making a joke about, like, crying and, like, at this sad part, because that's, like, how he is. But then I realized that he was actually crying, oh. and I I felt so bad, because I, like, I kind of, like, laughed at him, because I thought he was making a joke. Um, but he was actually crying, and I've, I've really, I felt oh. bad for it for a long time, but, yeah. I don't think you should feel bad about that. No, and we've we've talked about it, and like we joke about it now. But okay, good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking about. Yeah, you joke about it. He's still angry. <laughs> Aww. We refer to it as the crying incident. <laughs> Has he ever no. cried in your presence again? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. that was that, that was just like the first time that we like it was like kind of at the beginning of our friendship before we were like very close and. Like him and I have both cried at movies together many times since then, so it's it's all good. But yeah, I <laughs> think he found a, yeah he found a safe person to cry with, so now he will <laughs> find the saddest movies yes. in the world. Yes, I'm and we, I'm very yeah. much like that because I I don't want to say the word stoic, but I hold a lot of stuff back. So I'll I'll be the guy who sees a a commercial and I'll lose it or a song yeah. or movie like that and it's kind of like a venting thing so yeah. if you need a good cry <laughs> yes <laughs> that's my recommendation for the motion picture <laughs> beautiful and if you don't uh, have netflix i will send you the movie <laughs> yes yes let us know if you don't have netflix we'll figure <laughs> out how to get it to you between me and alphabet pizza yeah we got you we got it you. will happen also, I will send a box of tissues with the movie. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, maybe she go with the Alphabet Pizza service because she sounds premium. The AP service. <laughs> Deluxe. Deluxe. Yeah. AP plus. Yes. <laughs> you get a new movie every month and a box of Kleenex. <laughs> and they're not even all sad, so I don't know why she keeps saying that. <laughs> It's like wedding crashers. <laughs> no, I, the movies are hot. <laughs> oh, oh, no. oh boy. On that well, note. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us, everyone. And don't forget to use your code uh alphabet pizza at checkout on <laughs> Netflix.com. <laughs> for twenty percent off. <laughs> All right. Well, good night, everybody.
thanks. Good night. For Thank you so much for having us. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. And as soon as this is over, start it again and it will be better. <laughs> <laughs> this was a Buzzcast Network production. Wow.